1: The punt comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. <laughs> In with a shot, he scores! moment's notice. It all.
0: You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member
2: of the Nation Network of
0: Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
1: Just wave the guy and get Demco involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. Really? We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now.
0: What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores
1: public display, is a what you need, and let this exist else, exist
0: don't waste all the good stuff on the off air, let's go, Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks conversation brought to you as always by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at Zephyr Epic. If you choose to shop online, you're going to want to visit ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R-Epic.com if you want to shop in person. Visit them at their retail location in Surrey, British Columbia, get yourself some hockey cards, but whatever your trading card needs. Zephyr Epic has got you covered. Be sure to check them out on all social media platforms. They got a lot of good stuff there. Uh, my co-host, Chris Faber, has opened a pack of hockey cards, courtesy oh. of our friends at Zephyr Epic. My name is Dave Guadrelli, uh, and Aaron Bordado is our technical producer. Let's how, open these cards. How
1: good are the Washington Capitals, whatever, like an Eagle jersey? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the. It's a beautiful jersey. I bet that Washington has very. I have, I'm just guessing this. I have a feeling that they're very similar feeling to those jerseys as Canucks fans are to the black skate jerseys. And I got a beautiful card in here. Alternate threads as the Canucks face the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Did you pull an Ovechkin there? I did just a base card Ovechkin, but I've got a Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman, Andre Vasilevsky alternate threads in one of their throwback jerseys as well. Canucks will face off against the Lightning. At 4 o'clock today.
0: Steven Stamkos will be back in the lineup. Andre Vasilevsky will not. We'll get into that in yep. a bit here. But look at that card f-
1: for me. Oh, that's fun. Stars of the rink, Alex Ovechkin. That's a shiny-looking card. I'll tell you what, these MVP boxes from Upper Deck, they sucked in previous years. They sucked. There was just like a base one. It was the first set of the year. It's basically just like the basic cards to get you. They've changed. They they listen to the folks out there. Uh, and Probably Zephyr Epic, I bet, I had a big hand in it. Good folks over there. But, uh... You missed your rookie card as well, Luke Phillip for you. Uh, nothing great there, but uh, yeah, they changed the MVP ones. They're a lot more fun. They got these cool in, these inserts now. They're a little bit more fun. I like these cards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Tristan okay. Nielsen's going to join us at uh, one forty five. By the way, to talk about the Abbotsford Canucks, they had a hot start over the weekend. A uh, pair of wins in Laval. They got their home opener tickets still available, but they're going quick at the Abbotsford Center. Uh, Tristan Nielsen, the dog father, he's going to join us uh, at one forty five. So I am excited about that.
0: Going to be a lot of fun going to be a lot of fun Mm -hmm. speaking of fun yeah what's fun now's as good a time as any to tell people about the wendy's daily face-off survivor pool game okay i would say wendy's and daily face-off have developed a fantasy game the game lives weekly on dailyfaceoff.com with weekly prizes and a season-long prize of five thousand dollars up for grabs it's simple sign up play and then get free stuff on the wendy's app that breakfast baconator I love it. No, I'm, a, no. I'm a huge breakfast baconator guy. You pick a prop that will happen in a game, and the longer you survive with correct answers, the more you can win from Wendy's. Check it out soon over on dailyfaceoff.com.
1: You get the prop, you bet some bets, who gets the hits, who gets the stuff, and whoever survivors, like whoever the survivor of the week is, yeah. they're going to get big prizes, but everyone wins. And I think when they launched this, pretty soon here, when they launched, I heard rumor on the street first week you get a free bacon. Uh, a breakfast barbecue. baconator I'm no, on no 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 first week you get a free barbecue bacon cheeseburger and you know what the, that burger's got on it my favorite my I think potentially my favorite topping on a burger first is ha- it has to be bacon right mm-hmm. bacon's the best topping for a burger number two those little those little crispy onions you know what I'm talking about the yes, little like onions. Yes. there it is right here
0: look at Aaron look go at
1: Look at the crispy onions on top. That's my favorite topping. Because I used to love... I, I used to work at AW w back in the day. I put the onion rings on the burgers. Mm-hmm. And now all these places like uh, Wendy's, they got the, catching up. the crispy onions. I think that's the best topping on a burger. Because it adds a crunch. It adds a little bit. And I don't like onions. I only like them when they're crispy or when they're, uh, when they're cooked for a while. for. I like onion
0: time. rings. Do you not like onion rings?
1: not a big fan. Okay. Not a huge fan.
0: Okay. Let's move on. I'm the Vancouver Canucks onion. are in Tampa tonight. Elias Pettersson, although he missed practice on Wednesday a little banged up we saw him take that shot block from Tyler Myers he wore Tyler Myers slapper that looked like it was going about 18 feet wide of the net Uh, PD practice yesterday going to be in the lineup tonight along with Thatcher Demko back between the pipes Demko also wasn't on the ice on Wednesday but my question for you, Chris, is how excited are you to watch Tyler Myers and Noah Juleson in a lineup together? Because oh. it looks like that's going to happen Well, again. we'll
1: have to see. Friedman's going to take warm-up today, so we'll have to see Game if he's going Game time decision
0: get in. on the premise of he needs to learn the system. Yeah, still.
1: exactly. But I'll tell you what, uh, we'll see how the other players are operating in the system. Maybe uh, it doesn't <laughs> matter if you know it or not, Friedman. I, th- I think they, I'd like to see him get in. Uh, and you mentioned that Stamkos coming back, so he's going to be back in the lineup, uh, it sounds like. I know he's a game-time decision as well, but uh, Tampa's going to be hungry, right? They're still a good team. I know they're missing some players and all these things that they ain't got. Like, you know, they got some injuries, obviously missing Vasilevsky's huge, uh, a guy who's a Vesna finalist pretty much uh, since he came into the NHL, but Tampa's also on a three-game losing streak.
0: Two pretty right?
1: garbage teams. Yeah, Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo, and they were outscored 14-8. to in those three games. So they're going to be hungry. They got the home ice advantage. Um, and like I said, like uh, if Stamkos is coming back in the lineup, that's going to be huge. So they're also missing Tyler Mott, who a lot of uh, Canucks fans were probably excited to see. Just because he was just a, he's just a great guy. He's a great Tyler guy. Mott's just a great guy. Uh, but he's not going to be in the lineup. He's got a hand injury. And I think Murph, did I see Murph tweeting about he saw him yesterday? He ran into him yeah. on the street. said hello to him. I wonder how many people in Tampa Bay recognize a hockey player on the street. That's a very good question. They won, they won back to back cups. I feel like they got to have like the fan base must uh, like you would recognize like Stephen Stamkos or Victor Hedman. He's a monster. I'm going to guess Tyler Mott flies
0: pretty under the radar. I'm going to
1: guess that Tyler Mott doesn't get recognized that often. Uh, The fact they didn't win in those cups either, but uh, Murph ran into him, so that's good. I'm I'm very happy to hear that Elias Pettersson's coming back into the lineup. That's going to be that would have been a massive loss if he wasn't into the lineup. Uh, And you know, took a day off yesterday. That's fine. I know they did 14 players on the ice today for their morning skate, uh, but it's more about Getting back to that structure. We talked about it, man. This is a big statement game for the Vancouver Canucks. I, I've seen the word must-win throw around a couple times on Twitter. I don't know if it's a joke or what it is, but certain people are saying that already. I just think it's a statement game, right? This is a statement that can be a positive one or a negative one uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. And you would hope that it's a positive one. Just kind of the way that the coaching staff at least reacted. Uh, and I'm talking about Rick talk and the post-game availability on Tuesday. They got to play a lot better, man. There's a lot of players that need to play a lot better. Uh, and this Tampa team, though they're missing a couple of their top guys, they just know how to win, right? They like know how to win. They've won cups. They they know how to get into the playoffs every year, even if there are certain things dragging them down. And that's something we haven't seen from the Vancouver Canucks over the past couple of years. So you, you're playing up against a very good opponent in this game, and I think it's going to be a big test for this team to to get back to what they did so well in those first two games. And, and I know Harmon even talked about it yesterday, but, like, Even that second game against the Oilers, though that they were completely outshot, it felt like they weren't out of that game. It felt like the Flyers game, they were out of it. Like, they were just out of the game, it felt like, especially the way the second period went. It was a similar second period in that Saturday night game against the Oilers, where they just completely get outshot. Looks like they're going to lose the game, but they're able to kind of clean it up there a little bit. And I just think, in the end, you got to get back to what you did well in those first two games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. and. Look, I liked what Talkett said. If you go to over to Canucks Army, you can see scenes from Morning Skate right now. Talkett spoke he's, about he's kind of... He's an honest
1: guy, man. He d- he's you an like honest guy. About him.
0: Talked about laying off a little bit and just oh, saying like, yeah, the guys are kind of working it out amongst themselves. Talked about three guys by the computer. Uh, I think he meant iPad, but he called it the computer. Like my no-no does. could have been a computer. I don't think it was a computer. You can be walking. You can bring On the ice, you think they're busting out the yeah, laptops? Why, why not? I'm pretty sure they use iPads, that's why. Well they that's use iPads,
1: not. but I've seen a computer around the rink too. It's have a, you? I've seen one around the rink, yeah.
0: Okay. Let's get to our guest.
1: It's not impossible.
0: No, it's not impossible. Uh let's get to our guest. Tristan Nielsen of the Abs for Canucks. Tristan, you ever seen a laptop uh, around the rink?
1: It's a thing. Yeah, it is definitely a thing. There you go. Really? Yeah. Listen to How the colour. How have listen I listened to seen the hockey this. player quads? Not you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but on, if it's an on-ice thing, it would probably be an iPad.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, you're not onto it here. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Tristan, hell of a start for you guys over the weekend there. A couple of wins over in Laval. How did it feel to kind of get the season started on the road in a spot that you guys don't play often in the season? Uh, it was actually kind of nice. I mean, uh, I mean, starting
2: the first kind of road trip of the year is always fun. I mean, you get to know the guys a little bit better and kind of get that uh, chemistry going. and. Obviously, for our first two games coming out with
1: uh, four points um, is is huge. Uh, for chemistry, you're building it on that line with Vasily Colson and Sheldon Dries. We've seen Dries rip up this league in past years. We've also seen Vasily have good times in the NHL. Uh, what are you trying to do on that trio now? You're you're in a spot right now playing top line with the Abbotsford Canucks.
2: Um, I think. I just trying to kind of play my game and, and not stray from it. Um, trying to get in on the pucks obviously and be physical and, and kind of get them the puck. I know is uh, they'll give the puck back to me, which is always nice, but they uh, they're definitely a skilled group and they have high expectations. I mean, they were both in the NHL for the most part last year. So um, they want to get right back to it. So um, they're kind of out there to, to dominate and and, and try to get goals and win the game. So I just kind of have to play my game and, and play to their standard.
0: Looks like you guys are gonna have two good goaltenders out there again. What's your first impression been of Nikita Tolapilo?
2: Uh man, he, he played amazing. Um he had a really, really good game. I was actually really impressed how uh how calm he was and uh, the timing of his big saves were were huge for us.
1: Tristan, I gotta ask about one of your goal celebrations I saw from your hat trick on Saturday. I, I don't know if you knew I was gonna ask you about this, but there was a lady up in the stand, you were giving it to her, uh, with the celebration a little bit banging on the glass there. Do you remember anything from that or was that just heat of the moment thing?
2: Well, I was like I remember looking into the crowd and like usually it's like when you're in an away rink, it's people are like more mad, so you like rub it in a little bit more and it's it makes it more fun. But I when I rewatch it she was actually like cheering of like kinda like happy so I was like <laughs>
1: <laughs> it definitely made for a good moment i'm sure you guys are excited for those moments at the abbotsford center which starts out uh, the home opener on friday uh how much are you guys looking forward to it because i just from talking to people around the team and some players as well like there's a lot of good vibes about what you guys have and can put on the ice on a nightly basis how excited are you to get it going at home on friday
2: uh very excited i mean obviously uh, i think we have a really phenomenal fan base and um uh, every time you get to play at home it's exciting i think we just got to get back to uh, kind of where we left last year and and that's that when you come in our rink it's it's hard it's hard for you guys to win so um, we usually play well i mean a lot of it comes from our fans and and the atmosphere in the building but i just think it comes with preparation as well and it's it's going to be a fun year and i'm i'm really looking forward to the start of it this week our the kind of home stretches
0: What do you make of the way your year ended last year as a group? Does it kind of feel like there's unfinished business for this team?
2: Uh, Yeah I mean we were definitely happy I mean making playoffs and everything but I think you always want to go farther than you did and I think um, with our work ethic and and how we played against Calgary I think we deserved a little bit more but I mean, they had a hell of a team as well. So this year, it's kind of going to be like that redemption thing. I, I feel like we have a lot more different faces and stuff, and it's a way younger team. But I'm also very excited because I'm pretty sure their team's pretty similar to last year. So it'll be fun to get that rivalry
1: back right, back right to where it was, I guess. Uh, I was talking to Jack Rathbone yesterday on his way out, and he was saying that uh, he does feel bad leaving this team because you guys are such an absolute wagon heading into the season. Those, those are his exact words about it. Uh, and I guess, like, how different is the feeling after getting into the playoffs last year? Like, I have to feel the confidence of just growing with this group. And like you said, like, it, it feels like this team improves. So I guess my question would be, like, what are you guys feeling more confident in this year than maybe last year? Um. I think one like really big
2: thing we have this year going for us is like we're all young people competing every day. So whether it's practice or anything, I mean, everyone here wants to finish in the NHL, and I think everyone's young enough that they're going to have a chance. I mean, everyone here is considered a prospect. So it's like that kind of compete level that we're going to have practice is going to be an advantage. And I think going on to like into games, everyone's going to try to be At their best every single game because they want to prove to the organization but also to the staff and they want to get a more opportunity and more everything I think whether it's PK power play or anything I think everyone's just competing against everyone and it's healthy because um, we have such a good tight-knit group of guys and it it makes it more fun going to the rink and competing knowing that your buddy's not going to be mad at you or whatever you know he's gonna be excited because he's like you're pushing me and i'm pushing you
1: yeah and it feels it's funny because I, I heard a lot of people like asking you know Ratu is one of the, the top prospects in the canucks organization like, he's on the fourth line and i was kind of like trying to explain to people on twitter like you guys as pairings your lines like it doesn't feel like there's a one to four like you guys feel confident throughout the whole lineup i have to assume
2: i would say that fourth line probably plays against every other team's <laughs> number one line like yeah it's uh i mean john stevens and chase waters are not fourth liners like mm. They're two of the hardest-working guys probably in the league. And, I mean, they're both, like, defensive specialists. Like, that's going to be their job. Like, Rats is playing on a line that's going to prepare him to to realistically go against top line, which would be, like, probably four third-liners in the NHL. And he's going to be against going against them every game. And I think that's going to develop his game even more.
1: Tristan with your game I'm curious to see now that you have the NHL contract that's obviously got to be a big goal for you just to get to the NHL play those opportunities is there a part of your game that you're looking to not necessarily like improve on but almost perfect at the AHL level so that you're ready for that call up and you know that there's a role that you can play at the NHL level
2: yeah I want to I want to really dial in my habits more than anything just like getting pucks in getting pucks out kind of thing on the blue lines and just like all those like really important things that you move up to the next level but I, re- I really want to dial in my confidence and just like every game I want to be consistently good and I want to do the same stuff every day. I want to just like kind of create that total game for myself that I kind of worked towards last year. I mean, I had ups and downs and now it's just all about making that consistent. And I think as long as I can do that, I, I definitely
1: feel comfortable saying that like I, I'll get my opportunity and I'll make the most of it. Absolutely. I wanted to ask about Danila Klimovic, who came here and joined the team actually at the same time you did a couple of years ago in Abbotsford. Uh, first of all, how much better is his English after being here in North America for a couple of years compared to what it was when you met him on day one?
2: Yeah, it's definitely getting a lot better. It's uh, it's always funny seeing Europeans when you say something new to them and they just don't understand and they're like struggling because <laughs> they like want to say what they think it is, but they don't know how to say it. But he's, he's improved phenomenally, even like um, from the first year to last year was a big jump. And then I trained with him all summer, so I saw him um for most of summer. So I kinda was always shooting it with him and his English is getting way better.
1: Uh Tristan with the development staff, it's something that we hear about so often out there in Abbotsford and, you know, I've seen the Sadines on the ice with you guys a lot, Gary Agnew. I've heard a lot of players talk about being a big influence as well in Almer as well. But I guess what I wanted to ask you is, like, what has it been like for you working with an NHL organization and more specifically the development staff? Because a lot of us hear about development staff and we're like, oh, we're excited to hear that the bodies are out there. But what are some of the things, whether it's like day to day, week to week, month to month, the whole season long, that you're taking away from working with this development staff? I, I mean,
2: I think every staff member has something different to kind of provide. Um, the Sedins are, we're so smart. Like, just, like, two very high IQ NHLers. And they they kind of, like, taught you how to, whether it was, like, I don't know, for me anyways, they have taught me, like, how to play a two-on-one better. Hmm. Like, different things you can do with that. And then they taught me, like, when you're in the O-zone, like, maybe pick someone. And then when you pick them, jump to the inside. And just, like, little role plays like that. And then they actually will go two-on-two against, like, they went to, I remember, I think it was last year, I think it was me and Waddy. But they went two on two against us, and it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like it was like I we couldn't get to the puck, and as they kept picking us, it was like the weirdest thing. And then, I mean, you just work on those things. But then, like even with Higgins, like he was he's really hard on the stick battles. So he just like will teach you different ways. And then it's just like it depends on who you talk to. Kind of teaches you different things. And I just think it's it's nice having like all those different kind of eyes and ears and like it's not like they're forcing things on you they're not like this is how you need to do it it's like hey this this worked for me it might not work for you but they give you that option to try it and then see if it works for you
1: absolutely well i wanted to ask a little bit about because i heard from some people around the team that nikita told is actually one of the funnier guys in the room i don't know if he's still so quiet yet i've heard he's got to come out of his shell um i've also heard the same things about archer sea loves but I gotta ask, who has the most jokers per 60 out of the forwards, the defensemen, and the goalies? Who's leading the charge there on that analytics stat? Oh,
2: I don't know. I think we got a lot of funny guys. I think it just, like, depends on the day and depends (laughs) on humor more than anything. Um, I mean, Baines, he's got really dry sense of humor, but it's hilarious. And uh, he just, like, will say something with the straightest face, and you just, like, can't take him serious at all. But then, like... There's other guys with like one liners. Like I always find like Maddie Irwin's got some funny one liners. Um, Artie and Tolo always seem like they're in good moods and they're always laughing. So I'd imagine for the most part they're they're saying stuff. I mean those Russian guys they're always talking in Russian and laughing. So um I think it
1: just depends on uh on your sense of humor really. Well, Tristan, I'm going to turn you into a salesman here a little bit. You guys got your home opener on Friday, and this will be our final question for you. We'll let you go on this one. Uh, For folks that have not come out to the Abbotsford Centre and seen a game, um, I'm sure they've watched hockey games before, but how different is it to go out there and watch this Abbotsford Canucks team, and what can you promise that fans will see if they come to the arena on Friday? (laughs) I
2: learned in the hockey world you can't promise much (laughs) because everything's different. But, uh, no, I just think, you're you're gonna get a chance to to see some of the future Canucks. I mean, we got a lot of young guys, and we're not the oldest team, but you're gonna see a lot of speed and skill, and you're gonna see guys giving it everything they got to make it to the next
1: level. Absolutely, sounds like a promise to me, Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we appreciate you taking the time today. We'll see you out there on Friday. Best of luck, and uh, we'll see some more hat tricks hopefully as the season goes on, man. Awesome, thanks, guys. There he is, Tristan Nielsen joining us there from the Abbotsford Canucks. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You joined us in the summer, I think, too, after signing the deal, right? Yeah. A couple times now on the show. A lot
0: of people in the YouTube live chat, which we'll get to later in the Anyone Else segment, a lot of people pointed out that they'd never heard him talk before and that he's a very well-spoken uh, and Aaron just said it in our private little chat here He there said he was awesome, very well spoken Have to agree So yep. thanks to Tristan Nielsen for joining us
1: Yeah, he's a great guest The, the dog father as well The dog People father Does he guy. know
0: about that? Like have you, you've told him about I've the dog I've told him about rating. that, yeah
1: I just, I haven't uh, I don't think we've done it live on the show But I have told him uh, in the past about the dog father thing
0: <laughs> And for he, those that don't know on the podcast A yeah. the new listeners Or the YouTube live show nope. uh He was the inspiration behind the dog rating You made it at Young Stars 2022, correct? Not the most recent one, the one yes. year prior. Well, yeah.
1: I started it in 2019. Did you? How yeah. do I not know this? No, I, I started trying to create a formula to measure the dog in a player in 2019. Oh, that's right. Before I, okay, I, I even this, knew yeah. you. Actually, it might have been 2018. Um, but I, really, I love that. It took a long time for that to, to come come to fruition. Then I had the formula that I felt comfortable with, but I didn't have a name for it. Mm. And I was sitting there with Harmon uh, at the Young Stars tournament. I said, geez, like, Everything that Tristan Nielsen is doing right now at that Youngstars tournament is great. He's like he's got that dog in him every single time, and I was like, hey, that's the formula. His name right there, the dog rating. So that's where uh, that's where the names come from. Anyways,
0: I love it. Our thanks again to Tristan Nielsen yeah, for joining the show.
1: Let's go uh, chat a little bit more about the Abbotsford home opener. It's going to be on Friday. Um, yeah. Archer Seelovs should still be the starter, but Quads. I'm telling you, I don't know if how much you got to watch of Abbotsford over the weekend. I know you, you edited some articles with a lot of clips in it, but Tolapilo and Nielsen talked about it like. This guy is no joke, man. This Nikita yeah. Tolopilo kid is going to get some starts this year, and he had a very good start in Laval. I mean, he outper- outperformed Silovs in the opening weekend, but I still expect Silovs to be the guy getting the start of this. Obviously, a lot of investment from the organization uh, into what Silovs can do and do at the next level as well. He's still so young. He's going to get that opportunity, but is no slouch. Coming out of the Al man, you've got to watch for this goal. He's he's going to get a game this weekend, I think. Um, and I think that it might be at that point where... You know, we were expecting to see a ton of C-Law starts this year. I know it's just one game in. Tolapilo is going to take some away. It's not going to be. Yeah, I
0: don't think splitting starts is a bad thing though, especially no, in the A. We've talked about the schedule. No, quite and a bit, I think you'll
1: right? get those midweek games where like laws will get the start. Yeah, you'll like, get those, and that, and you'll have more starts by the end of the year. But if Tolapilo plays well, he is going to challenge for some of those uh, some of those starts for sure.
0: Signing Tolapilo as a European free agent was a huge deal. For this team. To actually be
1: able to get it done. He was the best, uh, you know, you get, like I said, I said it before. You got Kuzmenko that one year out of Europe Mm -hmm. as the top free agent. You got the top goaltending free agent here out of Europe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And him being being on the younger side. He's shoulders above everyone.
0: Him being on the younger side, he kind of falls into that conversation of guys like Cole McWard, Akito Hirose, the NCAA free agents. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he's younger than
1: Akito Hirose. Yeah, he's, and, he's younger than, uh, like, Aiden McDonough. Yeah, you know, exactly. team and players like that.
0: Yeah, and that's a big deal for this team to be able to kind of add that to the goaltending pipeline. Mm. This is a prospect that they believe in quite a bit. And, yeah, sure, he's a little bit on the older side, but he led the Osvenskine in save percentage last year. Like, that's a that's a men's league. Not just that. He just led that. in save percentage. Goals
1: against, shutouts, exactly. he led them in he led the league and everything he led from the a goaltending perspective. Yeah. Uh, the other boost that they're going to have, like they're going to lose Jack Rathbone. We've already talked about the trade a little bit uh, mm-hmm. over the past week here, uh, but they lost Jack Rathbone. They are going to slot in Akito Hirose, who got sent down just the other day. He's going to be in the lineup. And I, I expect, I, I would like to see him play with Cole McWard, right? Can we get the yeah. lineup up here a little bit? This is just the lineup from Saturday. Uh, and I've already made a couple, I made one little change. I took Rathbone out and put Hirose in. I And like I said, it's not really about, like I, I, when I tweeted out this lineup, it's like, hey, everyone's getting mad because Atu Ratu's on the fourth line. It was exactly like, you know, Nielsen said it best. Like, that's not a fourth line, right? Like, th- this this lineup here, pretty much all four of these lines feel like top six lines in the AHL. So we'll have to see how that goes. I wouldn't worry about Ratu being in the fourth line in this specific spot. And the same thing with Hirose on the third pairing. Like, man, that defense core is so good in the AHL. Like, the worst guy on that defense core... Probably Philip Johansson, who's like a prospect who's coming over and learning the North American game. And I thought he played well over the weekend, actually. He's got a really good shot. Like a really good shot of that group. But you're talking about like five of the six guys being guys that you really, really trust. As like a top four defenseman in the HL. this team is a wagon. It's like I texted with Rathbone yesterday. He was saying, like, you know, he felt kind of bad leaving this team because he gets, uh, he's going to miss the opportunities to see the special stuff that's going to happen in Abbotsford this year with this team.
0: I thought Nielsen's answer about Ratu was very thoughtful. Probably his most thoughtful in that interview. And I think, hey, like, I know what I'm writing in the show what? article.
1: There's a future in, uh, in Tristan Nielsen's uh, broadcasting career. He, oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, sometimes you talk to these players, we get like a, a two sentence answer. There's a couple. He had a good 45-second run a little bit. Aaron's going to have some, some clips to work with.
0: Right, Aaron? <laughs> Aaron's stoked about Aaron's that. Aaron's
1: pumped. He's going to get some clips. Okay, uh, let's,
0: let's, let's shift back. Let's okay, shift back, back to, to the, the Vancouver here. Canucks. No,
1: no, no. A couple more things before oh Abbotsford. Uh, Maurice. Arshdeep Baines. It's not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. It's not let's Maurice. Go.
1: Yeah. Uh, Arshdeep Baines looked excellent, gaining a step. Uh, Danilo Klinovich had a rough weekend. We'll see if he can bounce back. Jet uh, Jet Wu. Watch him, man. If you get an opportunity to watch, I know people got the free AHL package last week, but if you're out in Abbotsford, Jet Woo, they're going to love him out there. Uh, and finally, I did want to do one last prospect thing before we get back to the Vancouver Canucks. Another Jonathan Mackey goal, baby. He's up to six goals in 11 games, tied for the SHL lead in goals now. So he continues to have a hot start. Uh, look good for Orbro. We'll talk more about Orbro in our Betway Bet of the Day a little bit later on here. But you want to get back to the Vancouver Canucks a little bit.
0: Yeah, I want to hear... Your take. Okay. Because Talkett was very upset with his team. After the win in Edmonton, Talkett was pissed off. And then he was more pissed off after after the loss in Philadelphia. Okay. Heading into today, he seemed a little less pissed off because of the work the guys got done in practice. Mm-hmm. What are you expecting tonight from this team? Like, are you expecting a, a bounce back? Because for me, this is going to be a Tampa team that's going to be coming out hard. They won their home opener, lost three oh, yeah. straight to Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo, and now they're back at home. They're going to be wanting to get the win for their home fans, and I think this is going to be a good test for this team to, you know, it's their first opportunity to not go on a losing streak this year.
1: No, I mean, like you don't ever want to, like the Tampa Bay team doesn't lose four games in a row very often, right? There's a reason why they don't lose four games very often. It's because they know how to beat teams that are worse than them in a regular season situation. And that's the way that you can probably look at this. Like, let's be honest, the the Tampa Bay Lightning lineup is still very strong. They're missing Vasilevsky, which is a huge piece, don't get me wrong. But, you know, Braden Point's top tier. Nikita Kucherov is top tier. These are some of the best players in the NHL. Uh, And they're going to be good. They're going to be very good. They're going to have that ability to, like we talked about this past week, they have the ability to outskill the Vancouver Canucks. As much as there's so much skill on this Canucks team, the Lightning is one of those teams that we brought up as an example the other day they can be better if they just want to do a boat race skill versus skill and run up the score against you guys. The Lightning are a better team than the Canucks in that way. The way that the Canucks can beat this team is playing their structure better than the Lightning play their structure. It's two different styles of hockey you're going to see these teams want to play and which team is going to be able to pull that rope and be a little bit stronger into what they want the game to play out like. And if the Canucks can do that tonight, they'll win. If they can play the way that Rick has talked about and is expecting from his players after some really tough practices, they'll win this game. If they don't and they fall into the trap of letting Tampa have the game be be played out the way they want, they'll lose this game. And that's just the way I see it going on tonight. So I'm looking at some of the Canucks' top stars and saying, these are the nights that you need to make a statement game about this team being different than it has over the past couple of years.
0: We're seeing a phenomenon, and I think it was Friedman that wrote about this, where... This season, teams are very they're, not, they're being very quick to call out their guys and make their guys not embarrassed, but mm-hmm. like to publicly call them out. Like we went for eighty-two game seasons where the team was dog water mm-hmm. and we had Travis Green, all the love to Travis, but would come out and say, like, that's a good team over there. I liked some things oh, about our game. I liked the point. way we compete. And I look, all the love to Travis, but that seems to just be gone league wide. And I, I'm i trying to put my like wrap my head around why that is, but in Columbus, Damon Severson, big acquisition in the offseason. He's a healthy scratch. Like they're healthy scratching this guy. It was a big acquisition for their team. In Columbus. And yeah. Mike Babcock's not the coach anymore. And this is still happening. So we see talking in Vancouver calling out his guys very, very early on. I wonder how much of it is just like and it's probably a minor thing, but I feel like it has to contribute to it in some regard. Every team is capped out to the point that they can't call anybody up. Yeah, Like if you're underperforming, the team can't even threaten you with, hey, you're going to get sent down. We're going to give this shot to this guy in Abbotsford or in the AHL. They can't threaten that right now because like 14 of the 32 teams in the league can't call a player up from the minors right now. So I just wonder if there's, you know, that threat being gone. They are like, okay, well, we're going to have to do it through the media, which I love. I think it's awesome.
1: Good for us, yeah. That's yeah, um, good for us. Some comments here that I want to get to. Kurt's got a couple of good ones. Um, this is from Kurt Richardson over on YouTube. Love what talk it said. No BS from him. We are in no position to let anything slide. Also, Kurt said something about Ian Cole, uh, how Ian mentioned, uh, Ian Cole, like we talked about on the show last uh, last couple days here, we really like what Ian Cole is going to bring to the locker room. And the stuff he's done on the ice, I think, has been pretty effective so far this season in his role. But uh, what Kurt brings up here is Cole was talking about how good teams don't lose multiple games in a row that can fix stuff quick. And that's very important, right? That's very important about this team is when they can find out what's wrong. And listen, there's a lot of the coach speak that uh, I think goes a over a lot of people's heads, but Rick talk has been talking about in the media, right? Like, there are certain things that, your forecheck needs to do, or the way that you defend a neutral zone needs to be in the right position. If they are able to execute all those things, yes, you want to fix it quick, but it's more about like that being the consistent thing moving forward. It's not just a quick fix; it's a it's a fix that needs to happen quickly, but also last a long time, right? Like that's the thing you need, you need to buy into uh, at this point with this team. So it's I, about I'm building excited. the
0: consistency. That's what talking yes. said this morning. Build it, the consistency,
1: and I'm excited for what they do tonight. Like I, I think this is a game where you can really bring the spirits up of everybody watching this team following this team covering this team. It can be a it's a very good game to set up the positive vibe train again. Like that's what I can see from tonight's game. But a letdown would sure look bad and then you have a couple games left on the road trip and you're starting to get worried about what this road trip you know record is going to end up looking like. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens here.
0: You know who'll never let you down? DoorDash. Ding dong. Let's
1: get to it a little early. Mm
0: -hmm. It's time for anyone else presented by DoorDash. It's our listeners' chance to get involved and hit us up in the YouTube live chat. And it's also our listeners' chance to get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more.
1: Where's that graphic?
0: That's right. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Nation. Twenty-five, all capital letters there. That's 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada. Subject subject to change. Terms apply. Don't worry about cooking dinner or running to the store. Let it all come to you with DoorDash. Just like we're going to let these comments in the YouTube live chat come to
1: us, yeah. Get your comments, and you didn't explain the segment at all, people. People to know what it else. is. No, you we've got been to doing it for like know.
0: three days now.
1: No, but there's new people in the chat every day. Like, uh, I okay, see you all explain. These it. New names Go ahead. Here. Go get, ahead. Uh, get your anyone else's in. Any topic you want us to talk about? Any question you want answered? Drive the yesterday, conversation to close out the show. Yeah. Yesterday, Harmon was asked. We were asked about some people in uh, in Canucks media or, or like kind of outside of the reporters that we like. Uh, yeah, I was there.
0: With. You left uh, Zachary Wilson in the chat, certified good guy. You I got only back didn't to answer his stuff. Yeah, after I was in there pressuring you.
1: Yeah, Sam Ross. As how far off from the NHL is Jet Wu? I don't think he's very far off at all. And I think that because of the way that we've seen Noah Juleson play, I don't think Jet Wu is that far away from getting a call-up. I thought Jet Wu was better than Cole McWard over the weekend in the AHL. I think that Wu is the top right shot defenseman in Abbotsford right now, and I think he is going to play NHL games this year. I do not see him being that far off at all from being an NHL player. I don't think he is at the point right now where I'm feeling confident he's going to have a solid NHL career. But uh, all the stuff he did last year, all the stuff he's done early on in this season at this point, the way I thought he looked pretty decent in training camp, the way he was moving the puck, I think he's added a little bit of pace to his game and and some of that strength. I think he's very close to being an NHL player.
0: Got a contribution here from Ty David. Thank you for your contribution, Ty. I'm sorry I have to put you on blast. But he said, is the Vancouver media overreacting to the Philly loss? Tough travel against a determined team in their home open. What's with the excuses? Why? Why are we making excuses for this team three games into the season? And a lot of people in the chat kind of went back at Ty. Ty, thanks for listening to the show. Mm-hmm. But why are we making excuses for this team? The head coach is calling them out. Is the head coach overreacting? I don't think so. I don't think the media's is over- I don't think any fan that watches that performance where the team... All of their bad habits that we've seen for the past number of years rear its ugly head. The goaltender has to play lights out for them to even have a chance. That's a blowout loss if you don't have Thatcher Demko standing on his head in net. Seeing that rear its ugly head is not an overreaction. Not Being all. upset that you had to see that. 3 p.m. People left work
1: to see this. Mm.
0: People left work early
1: to see the Canucks do that. Kids had to walk home from school. Kids
0: had to walk home from school uphill, both ways. In the snow. In the snow. To see that. Yeah. I don't think it's an overreaction. Mm -hmm. I think I'm talking very loudly right now, and maybe that's a bit of an overreaction to the comment, which is a pretty innocuous comment. But no excuses. This has to be the season where the bar is raised in Vancouver. Yeah. It has to be. It's not
1: about wins and losses in the end either this season, man. This is about changing the way that this organization's players operate. If you
0: lose to a good team Mm -hmm. and and you're doing all the
1: right things... You're doing all the right things. You can things. see that tonight. We could come in here tomorrow morning, or you show up in the afternoon. You show up 20 minutes before the show sure. started today. But we could show up tomorrow, and there could be a loss. We could be having a lot of positive takeaways.
0: And that's the thing, Chris, is, is the but team how, still... That hasn't
1: happened with this group. The team, There's no losses that yeah. are like positive takeaways. You can have that as an NHL team. We just have not seen it from this group of players.
0: That's the thing. I love that you said wins and losses don't matter because that's the thing. They won in Edmonton that second game. Sure. Why was Talkit yelling at the players, telling them to earn their effing ice time Mm. the next day in practice? If, oh, well, they won, they lost, we're only reacting to if they win or lose. No, it's the habits. It's all the things that we just talked about and the things that Talkit and this management regime have been talking about all offseason, it's time to raise the bar. Yep. This team's not rebuilding. Stop coddling these players. The players themselves have been saying, stop coddling us. Like, Thatcher Demko came out and said, it's time for this core to do something. Okay, it's time. The core, everybody except for Demko, this is talking saying this, played poorly in Philadelphia. That can't happen. That just can't happen. Agree. And they weren't even at the bank. No, no. All the teams walking into the bank right now. Oh my gosh! Citizens Bank Park, the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay,
1: what are we talking about here? I'm just saying. No, let's get a couple more. We're at in the here. Wells Fargo. Hell of a you shot. Really shot have says, to compete with a the crowd there. From hell of a shot, Canucks fans. Would you like to see Zach McEwen picked up from the Sens for his toughness on waivers today? <laughs> no, I like Big Mac Zach, but I uh, like him
0: too. But do you not really, really a bottom line. Yeah, Where's The toughness fit here? for
1: sure. Don't get me wrong. I think he's one of the toughest guys in the league, but. uh you know you got to be able to, you got to be able to play and do some other things as well. Uh, Kurt says Hunter B prospect of the week times two. Yep. My uh my hits care surprise to you prospect of the week. Hunter Bruce Stevich back to back. Um prospects of the week for me and Dave Hall who's do- doing a great job covering those prospects. What about Jonathan LeCary Mackey's 5 5 play? I'll go back and watch it cuz I was watching Lucas Forcell today, but I I've, I've loved the way that uh, LeCary though he doesn't have the size to back it up. He's playing with some confidence on the boards. He's mm-hmm. doing a lot more better things at five on five. The defensive game has looked better.
0: I'm just getting to the comments here. G Ellis just puts in the chat, Travis sucked. <laughs> Travis green. Um, a lot of, lot of really good contributions and folks, uh, be sure to like the video and subscribe to the YouTube channel. So you're notified when we go live oh, at one yeah. 30 every day, like except for
1: Wednesdays when we're on at 1 PM. When somebody calls for the likes. I, I watch the number. I'm watching it right now. You call for the likes. The number starts to go up. Appreciate everyone on the YouTube channel. Helps get more people involved here and get more people in the chat. I like that.
0: There are a lot of people in the chat here. I'm, I'm trying to get um everybody's in. There, there's a lot here. Any injury updates? No, not really. No, like, Pedersen's going to come. Yeah, Pedersen's in. Yeah, I said it at the start of the show. Nothing about Bluger,
1: uh, nothing about Mikheyev. Yeah. None of that stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's just so many in here, and I just want to... Um. Try and get it in here uh, Someone there. said how's, settle down quads, stop yelling at us Yes, yeah. my apologies how's, And Cody said this name shout Drelly
1: I don't see him in there uh, But I see an empty name here Uh it says how's Forsell feeling after the the shot block uh, You know what, I think we might have Forsell uh, on the show on Monday We'll ask him how he's bruised up right uh, He's got a game on the weekend I thought he looked. Uh, he didn't look great to be honest today In his first line role He's playing on the first line in Fargestad uh, in the SHL didn't look, uh, didn't look like he fit in extremely well He looked a lot better in the CHL game The uh, Champions League game they played earlier this week it wasn't, it wasn't a great night for him. And listen, they can't all be good nights. Still 20-year-old kid. They
0: can't all be Picassos.
1: They can't all be Picassos. That's what I said. This
0: was a really good contribution that I wanted to get in here. Okay. From Kurt Richardson. He said another Kurt's thing.
1: Kurt's been on it. Kurt's yeah, got good ones.
0: Another thing Talkit said, let's have these talks now so at game 50 we don't got to have these conversations mm. anymore. It truly is about the process. Oh. Nothing changes in a night. And I think that's it. I think that's what it comes down to is, look, home opener, Guys were buzzing. Everybody was like, "Oh my gosh!" The structure, like, look at the structure, accountability, habits that the, this team is showing. All the new season ticket holders were like, "Wow, that ad was right." Structure, habits, accountability—that's what I signed up for. That's what I saw. Mm-hmm. Eight to one victory over the Edmonton Oilers. How you doing, Aaron? Second game, oh, poor Aaron. <laughs> second game in Edmonton. They eke out the win, but it's less pretty, right? Like that's why Talkett was mad. Was you were starting to see some of those habits, and then. Tuesday, the wheels just fell off. Tuesday, they didn't show up. It was like watching the teams that we've seen in recent years. The team that, during his second game, or following his second game behind the bench, talking had to get calmed down outside Vancouver when they arrived from Seattle. His coaching staff, we have, you know, that was on Frankly Speaking, that podcast talk. It was very incensed after that loss to the Kraken. And then you saw a lot of those habits that we've seen in recent years from this team just kind of Pop back up. And I think that's what I really liked about what Talkit did was it wasn't just, uh, okay, let's fix this behind closed doors. It's a, no, everybody should know that we're not happy about this. And it needs to get back on the rails immediately. And that's the message from Talkit. And I think if you're a Canucks fan who's labored through these years recently, you're very happy to see that from the head coach. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get the Canucks stats up quickly as we we close out here a little bit. We're going to get to Betway in just a minute, but I did want to get the stats up uh, just from some of the top players here. So you're you're seeing the guys who have put up points here. Um, Elias Patterson, Brock Besser, JT Miller. One of the guys I don't see on this list who I think needs to do something, I think Jeff was saying on Tuesday, Anthony Bavillier. Mm-hmm. Without a point through yeah. three games, and I know it's just three games, it's not the biggest sample size, but this is a guy who – He's making four plus million dollars. There's all this talk about Connor Garland mm-hmm. getting traded and what he's worth. You got to get something out of Bovilier here pretty quick, man. You can't start going like three games without a point. That's fine. You don't want to start getting to four, five, six games without a point for a guy who's, you know, going to be getting time on the second power play unit. He's a winger. You expect to put up some points. He's done it throughout his career. Would like to see something because I don't think Beauvillier is bringing a lot to other parts of the ice. And he's not bringing anything to the offense. Mm -hmm. So what's he doing? Right? There's a reason why he's not playing in third periods for Rick Tockett. There's, you got to do something, as Jeff would say here on the show. But you got to get something out of Anthony Bavilla here in the next little bit.
0: How about Niels Huglander getting out there late in games? I like that. That's really good to see.
1: No, I I think Niels. I think tonight would be. You know, we talked about statement games earlier. I look at Niels Huglander to be the guy from the depth that has one of those games. I think Dakota Joshua can have one of those. I think Pugh Suter can have one of those. I, I look at these guys in the lineup that aren't playing consistent top six minutes, and I'm thinking, hey, if you want to get into that top six, like, Nils Huglander has an opportunity. He has a good game today. He might be playing alongside Pedersen and Kuzmenko moving forward. Or Kuzmenko might be getting moved off that line. Like, you know, Huglander is in a spot right now where if this team isn't doing enough offensively, Huglander might be getting that top six chance here pretty soon, and I think he deserves it. I think he's been good. I've really liked a lot of the way that he's forechecked, and he is. He's playing like a little wrecking ball, like he does best. So good start for him. There's been some like there's been some moments, right? There've been some moments where you're like, Oh, what are you doing, Neils? Like, you know, these type of little things, but I do think for the most part I've been I've been pretty impressed with the overall game from Huglander. Not blown away, but impressed. Like he he's above expectations for me so far.
0: Okay. Let's get to Betway.
1: All right. Betway crushed yesterday, by the way. Our Betway bet. Uh, what did I tell you? Or, bro, I say... Hey, I hey, wasn't here yesterday. doesn't matter. You were in the chat. It crushed yesterday because what happened? We're, we might just only start doing Betway bets outside of North... Or not even North America. Just outside the NHL. We might only do SHL and AHL bets moving forward because they are crushing here on the show. Uh, but not today. We're going back to the NHL. Spot we haven't been great at uh, in the Betway bets of the day, to be honest. Betway, Betway, Betway. Here we go. Uh, one of these ones. You know I like these big ones. The people at Betway, mm-hmm. they're up, they're, up, they're in my emails saying, come on, man, Betway, Betway, Betway. And that's all it says in the email. <laughs> and so I'm getting, so here's our Betway bet of the day. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks to win, quads, uh, over 6.5 total goals in the game between the two teams. And JT Miller, you know, statement game, look to your boys like JT Miller to come up and, and make one of those statements. Uh, so I got JT Miller to score, a goal in this game over six point five total goals and the Canucks to win plus seven hundred on the odds. Ten dollar bet that's gonna return you eighty dollars if you win. Over on Betway, Betway, Betway must be nineteen plus to play. And you gotta bet the responsible way. Well done. Bet way.
0: We'll wrap it up there. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Well it's no. gonna be a good game tonight, I think. I 100%. think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a bounce back game. Um,
1: you know what? The table's absolutely set for it, but the table being is set also for a bounce-back yeah. way could also end up being a bad game. And this I, I, It's hard to call it a trap game because it's not that at all. Mm-hmm. This is a game where the bounce-back is there, the option's there, if they can grasp it. And, and not even, like I said, it doesn't take a win. It's just going to take you playing the right way.
0: Tampa's going to come out flying.
1: You know they will. They don't lose four in a row and off. And
0: Canucks anymore. need to come out flying Yep. to answer. That's what it's going to take. You got it. All right, we'll wrap it up there for my co-host Chris Faber and our technical producer Aaron Bordado. My name is David Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Woo!
1: Canucks Conversation with Quads and Faber. New episodes every weekday, 1.30 across the board, except for Wednesdays, 1 o'clock. We'll see you there live on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. For more information, visit CanucksArmy.com. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.